What's up, folks? It is John here for Gym Supplement Science. Now, I could go on about Gym for hours on end because I've literally taken these products myself for the better part of nine years. But I don't have hours on end, so I'm going to condense it down to about a minute or so. Now, simply put, Jim has the most transparent company on the market when it comes to supplements, okay? What I mean by that is what you see on the label is exactly what's in your product. It's not always like that when it comes to supplements, okay? And often it's not, so just trust me on that. But why have I taken them for nine years? Because they work, okay? They work. The pre-workout, the protein, the post-workout, the vitamins, they're all scientifically designed for a reason, okay? Check them out. You will not be sorry. JYMSUPPS.com. Use my name, John, at checkout to save yourself some money on it. And you can buy anything on the website and that code will save you some cash. Okay, so check it out. And I'll be sorry. Hit me up at ATLFalconFanCast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, let me know how you like it. fans welcome in it is episode 40 freaking nine man of out of your falcon mind atlanta falcons fan cast i'm john your host joined by my co-host mike man what's going on looking great in that 21 sweater man well i appreciate it i try buddy i'm out of my falcon mind man we almost 50 we almost we almost 50 we who almost knew, man? of age who knew yeah i mean i love it we got a very special guest we like Gase, I can't even talk. We got a very special guest that's out of his falcon mind from the man just told me he was from Maine. So we gotta hear this very special guest. I'm out of my falcon mind. I'm truly excited for this episode. I'm ready to rock and roll. That's right. Yep, we do. And that special guest is Dave Choate, the Falcoholic. What's going on, brother? Not much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Sure. Appreciate you coming on. We uh, I kind of joke with you on sending you the messages i didn't want to ask when we had like four listeners you know like 10 episodes in. <laughs> so I'm like, now, now that we've actually you know uh done somewhat well and you know it's been it's been uh, increasing getting more listeners and everything so yeah we figured now would be a good time so really appreciate you coming on man this it's it's awesome yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the first couple of years with the Falcoholic, there were probably four people reading my articles. So I get, I get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, we just, you know, we just two buddies for the last little over a decade and we've literally either call or text each other every Sunday. And it was just like, man, we should just put this on yeah. like a podcast. Just what the hell we, we might be entertaining. We might not, we'll figure it out. If we suck, then we'll stop, you know? And so far it's been okay. And yeah. uh, people seem to like it. So yeah, we're good with that. So, um, but yeah, man. Um, and, and look, folks, if this is the first time listening to us, Hey, welcome in. I uh, hope you come back. Uh, normally we have a preview show each week and a recap show. Uh, this week I was a little sick, a little sanity crap going on. So I, we couldn't really get to the recap show like we wanted to, which was good, good. and bad. Good. Very and bad. good. I mean, you know, this, we will cover it today. Uh, we're going to cover the Saints game a little bit today and then obviously get into the Rams. Um, but anyway, most of the time we're going to have that that recap show right after the game on Sunday or Monday, depending on our schedules. And then, of course, the preview show will be there on Wednesday or Thursday, unless we have a guest uh, that needs a different day, then we'll figure that out. But that's kind of how we, we're doing it. We'll throw in some other shows here or there. But again, welcome, man. You can follow us out of your Falcon Mind on Instagram, out of your F and Mind on Twitter. Uh, hit us up anytime, ATL Falcon Fancast at Gmail. We've had some awesome emails along the way, so keep those coming. 
and yeah, that's it. So right, well, let's get right into it, Dave. Um, yeah, what Mike said from Maine. Man, how, how do you end up a Falcons fan? He just yeah, told me so, he was from Maine. He lives yeah. in New Hampshire, but the man is a diehard Falcons fan. I'm dying to hear it. He's out of his yeah. mind. I, you know, it's probably not as entertaining as you want it to be, but here we go. Okay. <laughs> no, it's still, it's still entertaining. Um, yeah. So, you know, being a Falcons fan, um, I, I, you know, my dad wasn't really a Patriots fan. My mom wasn't a Patriots fan. I knew Patriots fans, but the thing about New England in the early 1990s was the Patriots stunk. Like okay. their coach was named Rod Rust. Like yes, that's a great name, but not a great coach. You know, <laughs> they were terrible. And so uh, myself and my best friend, you know, we were, we had like the original Tecmo Bowl, you know, we were watching oh, yeah. what we could. And he got into the Bills, who were great, obviously. Okay. And I somehow got into the Falcons. And I, I, the, the first real memory I have is them beating the Saints in the playoffs, um, in the 1991 playoffs, which is, pretty much the best place to start right it really is it really yeah. sets the tone you know so i i got into them a little bit after that my dad was like scrounging to get me falcons gear you know like those little helmets that came out of the yeah. uh, vending machines he'd like crank through a bunch of quarters looking for the falcons one and picked up tecmo super bowl and and kind of went from there so i've just been a fan since yeah about 1991 1992 and you know uh the the hardest part about that being up here is you know the Patriots got good after yeah. that so like I don't I don't regret not being a Patriots fan but I regret that I have to put up with them so you know so that, how uh, were you I gotta ask this how how were you and the crowd or I don't even know where you would have saw the Super Bowl at was you crowded with with like Patriots fans and family no I watched that game by myself okay Smart good man. yeah Smart like, man. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, it was funny. Like, people say to me all the time, they're like, oh, you must have gotten so much trash talk the next day. Like, I walked into work, man, and nobody even wanted to look me in the eye. Yeah, like, it was you know, it just felt <laughs> too bad. Oh, I, I guess I totally so get it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said it before on the show. My kid, who was uh, five at the time, five, six, went to bed at 28-3. And he goes, he was feeling great. He was like, oh, yeah. he, you know, and I'm like, yeah. When, he, when I told him um, the next morning before he went to school, he – First thought I was joking. He was like, no, seriously, what's, what was the score? And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. We lost the freaking game. And he literally cried. And I like, I mean, I, I felt like I just made a terrible parenting decision. But, I mean, he stuck with it, man. He's still a fan. So, you know, I, I told him, I said, look, man, you're five, and this is probably the worst thing. God, I hope it's the worst yeah. thing that's ever going to happen to you as a fan. So it can only get better from here. Like, Yeah, and it's, it's only gotten a little bit better, but it's gotten better. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, you your buddy that – your buddy that chose the Bills, I mean, he had a – I don't know what's worse. I mean, he had to go through three in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we were you – know, Dave we, is a real fan, though. I have to give him props because I'm going to tell you, as soon as the Patriots were good, he could have easily jumped shit. It, it would have it been like no questions asked. The whole family could have easily just went along, and instead the man is still done in that Falcons cap. You got to love him. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's it's been, uh, I, I think it made me even less want to do it because I watched so many people jump on who weren't yeah, really yep. fans at all, you know, when they weren't good. And you can almost see it happening again now. Like mm -hmm. somebody was saying the other day, like the lowest ratings for a Patriots opener in like 20 years. It's like, here we go, wow. you know, right back yeah. to it. So we're diehards. Yeah. We stick with them, you know. Right, stick man. with them. I love it, buddy. Yeah. Now, who, who was your favorite player when you first started watching? Uh, Jesse Tuggle for sure. Like That's I, good yeah. yeah, I loved Andre Risen. Um, eventually, a little bit later on, Terrence Mathis was a mm -hmm. huge Chris Miller fan. But 
Tuggle to me, like that is that is still football perfection. That guy hit people in ways that terrified me. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's the best, and yes. uh, it, it's so awesome to like still have that lineage with Grady Jarrett too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a that's a great uh, great family right there. Uh, yeah, Apple didn't fall far at all in that case. Oh. Uh, he was yeah, he was he was fun to watch for sure. Um, now is that is still is he still like your all time favorite Falcon or do you have a did that get replaced? Yeah, I think he still is. I, I kind of, you know, it's hard to like rank him out, but yeah. it's, it's him and him and Julio, you know, are my one. Yeah. I would say it's it's hard not to have Julio as one of your top three, which is why like when he left and people were like, "Good riddance," I was like, "No, come on." Yeah, same That's here. Julio Jones, you know. Yeah. Uh, now I don't want to see him play for the Bucks this year. That's yeah. No. No, I mean, I'm not like burning the jersey. And he, had he went to the Saints, I would have considered it. But, like, I mean, like the yeah. Bucks. I mean, you know, I get it, man. He wants to win a championship. He's older. He wants to I, – I, I get it. I don't I don't blame him at all. I would do the same thing probably. No, we're all older. We want to win a championship. Hey, yeah. Exactly. Man, hey, listen. It's stupid. It was silly. But he was one of the first people I drafted in fantasy football. I'm loyal, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to go get him. And he will be starting uh, – uh, what is it, next week? So – Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really yeah. he had a pretty good game, I think. The first, he really did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, unf- I mean, I guess good for him. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, so how how's the Falcoholic come come along for you? How's that happen? Yeah, so uh, I was in college at the time, and I I wanted to be a sports reporter, um, and so I sort of figured out after a few years in a newspaper like that wasn't something I wanted to do. But at the time, uh, SB Nation just had a few football blogs. I think there's like two or three that are older than the Falcoholic and I was a big Falcons fan and I kind of wanted to get into writing and so I reached out and I was like hey uh you know can I write for you guys they had me put in some samples they were like okay you're not local can you watch every game I said I'll figure it out (laughs) thank you thank you Eastern European streams right um and uh you know we went from there so it it, uh that was 2006 so I've been at it for close to 16 years now and I remember my first game was uh, Falcons played, I think, the Bengals. And Michael Vick had a good I got a question today. Yeah. The, the hardest um, article you ever had to write was what? It was definitely, I, I mean, it's not going to surprise you, right? But it was yeah, skip the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, though. Like, not, not the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh. Man, that's was it like hard. an injury? Was it a trade? Was it anything that you that you was writing about that you was it was really tugging at your heartstrings? It was it was hard to write about, like it was bothering you to write about. It. Yeah, boy, that's a great one. Um, definitely, I would say when Petrino <laughs> left, great call. that was a hard one to write. Like yeah. you know, there's been several over the years. You know, the Falcons chasing this guy or losing that guy. Um, you know, Vic obviously that was a tough tough point like that mm-hmm. guy was you know my hero I had the posters all over the wall so it was rough there for a little bit but Petrino like just because all you want to write right is like a stream of like curse words the scumbag he is and that like yeah. you want to be like Mike Zimmer was talking about him but mm-hmm. like just containing the rage and like trying to write that and then you know not writing about it for like the next 15 years has, has been tough but yeah i guess that would be it i'd have to really think about that. that's a great question though yeah yeah okay yeah that's a good answer yeah. about I, I think someone. the dog is going crazy i think he, he agreed with us i think he heard bobby petrino yeah. and that was it you know well he got pissed off last week when he's talking about the saints so i mean you know yeah, same so thing good dog good yeah dog. he, he kind of understands he gets it yeah. so yeah. um yeah man well that, that's uh so and the falcoholic man that's 
I mean, I can't think of a more appropriate name really for like a Falcons, like kind of, you know, blog or really anything like, <laughs> I mean, relating to the Falcons, that just, that's a perfect freaking name for it. Yeah. And it was, it was like number four on a list of five names that I came up with potentially, and they chose the right one. But, uh, you know, the, the funny story I told, I think on Falcoholic Live last week is we wanted Falcoholic.com. Mm-hmm. and it was taken there's like a swedish software developer who has falcoholic.com he still has it the site what looks 20 years old it's still there and so we are the falcoholic otherwise we would have just been plain old falcoholic. so wow that's funny yeah um yeah i mean our name came about literally i said we gotta think of a good name he sent me a text this was the first name he sent me first name and uh <laughs> and i was like a great name too that's it, it man I was like, that's mine I think yeah. that's it yeah that, that works so you have but, to be um, to be a falcon fan so that's what it is you have to be you have to be yeah, yeah. i mean if you're going to keep coming back for this pain over and over yeah. again i mean it's yeah you gotta have something like that um all right well getting into a little bit of the saints review um really good three quarters um yeah. and that the fourth one i mean i i thought kevin um at the falcoholic did a awesome job breaking down the film um on the on the podcast i mean he kind of went through it i mean we get to the fourth quarter at around the 12 minute mark just after that. And that drive that really kind of got them back in the game. I mean, it was weird. Uh, you know, we played our backup D line basically and kind of set back in some softer zone coverages and Jameis just picked us apart all the way down the field. Um, and then the second drive that they ended up scoring on, um, you know, a credit to, to, to Dean, he, to, he, he actually, we amped up the pressure again. We still had in the backup guys on the line, which just I didn't quite get other than maybe a rest type thing. I don't know. But um, you know, either way, uh, Michael Thomas made two hell of a fantastic catches. Jameis put the ball right on him. I don't know what else. AJ, AJ was getting dragged a little bit. I don't know what else he could have done early in those situations yeah. other than like grow four inches and he can't do that. So uh, I mean, let me say something. I just, yeah. I, I just have to say this. People, um, if you have a, a wide receiver that's talented and you have a good quarterback, or I don't care if they suck, if the receiver runs the route perfectly and the ball is where it's supposed to be, you can be in perfect coverage. You can't do anything. You know where you're going to go before. Like the cornerback is the only one who don't know to play. So if I know I'm going up and I'm, and I'm turning left, he has to react to me. Like I know where I'm going. I can fake right, then go left. If the ball is where it's supposed to be, man, I could be doing what I'm supposed to do and still he'll catch the ball. So he was in position on all them play. I I, I read a lot. He was getting dragged online. He was getting embarrassed and he didn't get embarrassed. The man was in position. He didn't get burnt on any of those. He was where he was supposed to be against a taller, stronger man that knew and the ball was where it was supposed to be. So he he had his hand on a ball or two and still just couldn't do anything, but he was in position. So y'all please give the dude a pass. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. I mean, Dave, what's your take on as far as, you know, what was kind of uh, the good and the bad of, of, I guess, I mean, talk about the game, but, you know, we'll break it down a little bit more than that too. Yeah, um, the good was, you know, most of the first three quarters, right? Right. I I really thought – and I think this is part of the reason like Arthur Smith was so teed off after the game, right. It was like, they, they coached a hell of a game. Like they put the saints back on their heels. Um, you know, offensively, everything was working defensively that pass rush, man. I almost cried, you know, seeing four sacks in a game. Like it's, Holy smokes. 
It's yeah. been a while. It's a, almost a quarter of the, the season total from last year. In one yep. game, so. Which is insane. It's insane. And like, so you, you saw a well-coached, well-executed game. I, I think it just came down to, I think P's made a, a little bit of a mistake with the timing on that. I know he addressed it today, I think with uh, Mike Rothstein at ESPN, where he said, yeah. you know, ideally you don't want the whole second team line in. And, and I think some of that is maybe just being a coach. You can't think the same way Falcons fans do. Whereas if I let off the gas, even a little bit, I put the backups in here. I'm maybe not as aggressive mm-hmm. um, right here that we're going to lose this game because that's what we do. Right. You can't think mm-hmm. like that, but it's kind of what happened. And then of course, Arthur Smith's, um, you know, decision on the, the fourth and one, I thought. So, and, yeah. and, and that's really what it comes down to. Like you had, you had a handful of penalties that were really costly. You had a couple of poor coaching decisions. You had some execution errors and that's all it took for the lead to go away. And, yeah. and like you said, Mike, you know, some of those passes against AJ Terrell, you know, rewatching the game, you know, what he couldn't do much more than he, than he did. Yeah. You know, he would have had to be perfect. And so, yeah that's what drives you crazy is like, you know, you got this, this choker narrative again, like we're so used to, they lost to the saints, which sucks. And it was, it was real close. You know, it wasn't a case of them completely immolating. It just went, went poorly there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think everybody might've seen this stat so far. I mean, if you haven't, then I'm sorry, I have to share it with you, but um, NFL teams leading by 15 points in the fourth quarter over the last three seasons, we are five and three. The entire league uh, is 242-2-1. I mean, it, like it's almost unbelievable. Like, it's almost like you can't make it up type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 crazy. Um, and like Dave said, I mean, yeah, you can't coach like that. What you're thinking of. Now, what I was thinking when Mariota fumbled the ball in the five was, oh, shit. Like, yeah. this is going to screw us. Like, we literally could have went in there – more or less, I know it's like you can't say it really, but more or less ice the game if we get score a touchdown there and then we're up, you know, three scores in the fourth. But that I was like, man, this hope this doesn't start something. And then, of course, they go down the score, you know, it happens. I mean, that fumble hurt, obviously, Zacchaeus' fumble hurt. The snap on third and was it three, I think, down there, that was the the, 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 the miss exchange. That did not help any. So we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, like, as far as – like he's like like Dave said. I mean, seeing that aggression on defense, man, I was, I was so happy, man. Like I, I, I like you said, I haven't seen that in so long. And to see, yeah. and I think P said today in the conference that he they dialed up. I think it was fifty one percent blitzes on that, which he said the league average is typically around thirty, you know, around there. So I mean, if that's kind of you know, he said last year he just didn't have the personnel to do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this year he seems to have those personnel that he wants at least for the most part. And they're making strides, man. You could, I mean, you could see it. I mean, for sure. You know, and I think that's what everybody's kind of question mark was, is what kind of leap is that defensive unit going to make? Will the offensive line get better? They sure as hell did. Like, mm-hmm. at least from what we – I mean, you know, you're going against number – well, I think they were number one ranked uh, rush defense last year, right? The Saints? Or up there in the top five, I think. I think so, yeah. Up yeah. there. I forget what it was. It yeah, was they, they were top five. And, uh, you know, we had 201 yards. I mean, like rushing, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that was out of nowhere and uh so i mean all like a lot of positives to take out of it man i mean it's of course we freaking lost the game which sucks um but you know i mean i don't know about you dave i mean mike and i went in this season kind of like last season not a ton of expectations like we wanted to see progress and get better we're not expecting a playoff type burst type of thing but if 
you know, it happens is great. But I mean, we were just wanting to see more progression from those young guys, see actually what Arthur Smith's game plan, what his, you know, what his idea for this team is. I think you're getting a better look of it now, especially after that first game. Man, I was uh, honestly, uh, it's a crazy take, but I'm, I was third. I'm still impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed. I was happy with all, with all of it. I just know that we imploded in the fourth quarter, but I think that, um, these are things that have to happen in uh, week one with all the teams. Like you saw a lot of stuff. It didn't have to happen like that because I know that it always happened to us, but I'm still impressed. I was impressed with the whole thing. I didn't, I don't have a harsh critique. I just hate it was the Saints. But I, man, I'm thoroughly, uh, man, man, uh, Jalen Hawkins, I thought played amazing, man. Michael Walker played amazing. I love, they was blitzing uh, for peace to be on the sideline instead of up. I think it's a big thing, but I think that's kind of, he was around the players as they was, so that's kind of, it kind of, he kind of was like, oh, go have a seat, we need a break, because he's down there. But yeah. it helped that he was down there. I, I mean, I was impressed on all, even when you hear me say I was impressed with the offensive line, you never heard me say that. You never heard me say I was. I was yeah. impressed with Marcus Mariota. I called him a hot dog. I say he like a hot dog, not a steak, not a piece of pizza. That's like a hot dog, a plain hot dog. He don't got no condiments on it or nothing. But I was impressed. He looked fast. He looked sharp. I look, man, I love Matt Ryan with a passion. But to see a mobile quarterback and how that uh, opened up the playbook, it was almost, it was good to see, man. I, I do not have the critique that everyone is expecting. I just hate it was against the Saints. That's my whole thing. Yeah, well, you know, Chris said last week on the show, too, that the Saints do have a hard time with mobile quarterbacks and play action yeah. types, and that we did a shit ton of play action. I think it was over 50% play action when we when we did throw the ball. So, I mean, we definitely attacked that part of it. And, and one thing, too, that I saw that Kevin pointed out on, on his film study um, that I thought was crazy, and Dave, you might have saw this, too, um, the positioning of Richie Grant and some of those uh, – there are some of those those uh, drives in the fourth quarter. He's 25, 30 yards off the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, he, there's no way he could even affect the play. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like it just seemed like, well, why is he in this, like, crazy prevent-looking type of thing when, I mean, it just seemed odd to me. But yeah. in the whole – on the whole defensive side of the ball, it was only two previous starters. Yeah. So, from the – I was in heaven all day. You could just tell me that without me seeing it, and I'm, I like that. I do like that. But – and I thought the defense was great. I honestly thought they looked great into the fourth quarter. I, I don't – if – it's just some mistakes, and I don't think that we are going to have that happen every game where we fumbling snaps and doing all that. So, I'm not panicking. Relax in my Aaron Rodgers voice. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything else on that, man, on that, on that last fourth quarter or anything? Uh, no, the only thing I'd say is like, it was impressive. Like, and the defense, I, you know, we're, we're talking about an entirely different game. Jalen Hawkins, like he would have had to been a superhero to make that interception. But oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that was something. But, you know, I, I think what I would say to fans, like whether you're feeling optimistic or pessimistic, like it was a hugely encouraging effort. And like this team may very well be 0-2. I know we're going to get to the Rams game. They may be 0-2 after this weekend. Last year, they were 0-2, and I was like, man, this season is over. You know, like oh, yeah. They, looked, yeah. they looked bad. And, like, they did rally a little bit, but they were never that good last year. They already look, you know, a million times better on both sides of the ball than they did yeah. a year ago. And, like, so to me, like, regardless of where you come out of this, like, the plan is working. 
we are moving in the right direction. I think that's a credit to the front office, but it's also a credit to the, the coaching staff and the players. And like, hopefully they can keep it up. Yeah, I mean, they look like they've 100% bought in, like all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's which is awesome to see because that's, you know, that's what you worry about. Like. Right. And that's what you worry about with a first year head coach, you know, going into the second year, especially having that season, a whole new quarterback, you know, a lot of new players. It's just kind of how's it going to work. But man, they like you said, I mean, they've drafted the right, looks like the right guys that's going to buy right in. And, you know, P said today in the, uh, in his press conference, he said, you know, as long as Arthur's at the helm, you know, he's talking about Richie in particular, but he said, you know, they're going to go after guys that just don't stop. I mean, they just going to, they're going to have that motor nonstop there. And I mean, he said, you know, they knew that there was going to be a learning curve with him in coverages, but they knew he had the potential to do it. He's had to learn it. You know, when Mike and I, we, we talked about it last year all the time, man, there was just, he didn't have that as many opportunities as he on the field, but when he did, you know, he showed. And then this, this first game was like night and day from last year um, for him. And I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles game last year was that, uh, that was, I mean, beyond embarrassing. I was, I didn't even know what to think after that game. So yeah, this, you can't even compare this year to last year's first game. It's not even in the same question. Dave, mm -hmm. do you, because you see it every week, like you see the ins and out and you got all the um, information. Do do you think that our talent is just a slightly better, or do you do you see a culture change? I think you're seeing a change, you know, and, and it's hard to know. Like, has the culture changed? You know, is this a team now? They just blew a lead, so I mean, there's something there, right? right. <laughs> but um, so maybe not completely. But you know, like the buy-in is real. Like, and this is a thing. Like um, Jeff Schultz at the Athletic, who's you know, he's he's good at being skeptical. That's what he does, and he yep. said multiple times, like. Arthur Smith has these guys buying in. You hear Cordell Patterson say, you know, whatever Arthur wants us to run, wherever he wants us to go, we're going. Like these guys are bought in. They're completely bought in. And I think that the combination of kind of having everybody pointed in the right direction, the same direction, which is something that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot said in that opening press conference when they were both hired, like we got to mm -hmm. get, you know, people who don't want to be here out of the building. We got to take the entitlement away. And then upgrading the talent, which I think they've actually done fairly significantly. Um, oh, yeah. I think that combination to me, you know, one, one maybe begets the other, right? Like the culture change is making guys better. Um, but I, I do think that okay. the talent is there. I do. Okay. Yeah. So you heard that from Dave. So you didn't come out my falcon mouth. You heard that from Dave. <laughs> Dave it's, said it. No, it's, it's valid from anybody. I think we all see it though, right? Like that's yeah. the thing is like, to me, Richie Grant's a great example of that. You know, mm -hmm. here's a guy who there were a lot of people like he's a bust last yep. year, you know, he's not playing and look at the, the transformation. Like they knew what they were doing with him and he was bought in on it. He didn't sulk about it. He put in the work and, you know, it's going to be like that this year. People are going to say, Troy Anderson, we're not going to see him on defense. He's going to be a bust. Watch what he does next year. I bet it'll be yeah, great. Yeah. So. yeah, and I'm really glad Richie's doing well because I man, put you my, called it first. Dude, I, John <laughs> called it early and often. Every yeah. every week I was on the the Richie train and I was getting hammered for it. And I was like, I mean, I, it's because you know I watch a lot. Of, I watch a ton of college, so you know, like I saw what he. I know it's Central Florida. I know it's not SEC, AC, you know, or SEC or Big Ten, but I saw what the dude could do. I mean, athletically, I mean, how he played the position. I just thought, man, he just needs a little bit of freaking time, you know. And then he he yeah. would. You know, and you know, hopefully he keeps progressing because it's, it's, it's you never uh, gave up on him, buddy. You always <laughs> said that. You always yeah. said, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but and, let me tell you something. Culture change is this. I know y'all saw the play. Here's what I'm saying. Culture change. Um. Okay. Patterson 
you know, he, we on the goal line. We almost on the goal line. He gets the ball. He gets to the one, but he gets stood up at the one. A whole offensive line came <laughs> and pushed the pile. When have you seen Atlanta Falcon just come up? He got stood up. He was going backwards. A whole offensive line. That's brother. You remember when I gave that thing about your brother and helping your brother out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brother. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, that and you got that, and you have two smart thumping linebackers, man. Like yep. Michael Walker and Rashawn Evans. Like yeah. Evans, I think, some be low key, maybe the best offseason pickup for that defense. Yeah. What he brings to it as a leader and just as physically, what he can, you know, that do at that position. So we will see. Was signal calling. I was impressed mm -hmm. by everybody, man. I loved it. Yeah, and then like Dave said, mentioned the fourth of one call. Um, Mike, did you see the end of the uh, Broncos Seattle game? By any no. Chance? Like no. Coach Hackett at the Broncos is almost I kind of bailed Arthur out a little bit because dude, he had I mean, I was watching the Manning cast instead of the regular guys. And yeah. um and Peyton, like so we got down to the they were at a 63 yard mark for a, a field goal to would okay. have been to to win the game. And there was a full time dude, they they let the entire time run off the clock before calling a timeout. And then to kick a field goal to attempt a 63 yard field goal, and it was like fourth and maybe what dave is it three the fourth and four something like that i don't even know uh, i think five but i think five, five yeah, yeah okay like right in that range yeah yeah and uh i mean he said after the fact you know he regretted he probably would have went for it in hindsight you know knowing but because but i mean that's insane like you're, you're gonna try to set up for a 63 yard field goal i mean to you know but whatever but i will say this who was going to hit that i i have no doubt in my mind he was going to yeah. hit it yeah, I mean, he said not, everything else exactly. You know? Yeah, oh, I had to. Oh, yeah, I was. I thought, yeah, exactly. I, and, they and it, said he hit that in practice all the time, so he's yeah. hit that. So, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind he was going to drill that. But the way the trajectory he has to hit it is too low, yeah, it got so it was easily blockable. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's true, yeah. But, yeah. um, but anyway, back to that fourth and one, yeah, I thought that if you went for it, yeah, there's a short field, but dude, we punted it and they they were back within field goal range within one play, <laughs> so it was like. I mean, you know, and, and Arthur said the same thing. He said, you know, hindsight 2020, of course, you know, that type of thing. But Arthur was pissed, man, after the uh, – if y'all didn't see it after the game, I mean, you probably have by now. But, yeah, he had a little, you know, told the reporters, hey, you know, you, you rolled us off in May. Go ahead and write us off again. We're good. You know, we're going to keep whatever. And he walked off the, you know, paraphrase and all of that. Um, that didn't – I mean, a lot of people got butthurt by it. I didn't, that didn't really bother me that much. I mean, the dude's emotional. He just lost a game that, you know, he knows that we should have won – and he's heard all the negative comments. I mean, he's not immune to all that stuff. So I, I, didn't, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, he's human. He's, I'd rather him do that than just be the opposite. I mean, yeah. I, know the, I know the guy cares. And, and he came back this midweek and said, you know, and he kind of not apologized, but he kind of righted it, said, you know, no, look, of course I was emotional. I could probably handle it a little bit differently, whatever. But that's, I'm good with it. I don't know. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's kind of two things here. Like, I didn't have a huge problem with it. Like, I think it's just kind of, we know by now, this is who Arthur Smith is, right? Like, yeah. he likes to needle people. He wears his heart on his sleeve in a different way than Dan Quinn did, who also did, but like, different way, different guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. And so, like, you know, the point that I felt like he was trying to make was, you know, you got, you got 16 games left. This is one game. And, like, you know, you guys, you know, meaning locally, but certainly nationally, like, you know, I think he said ranked us 45th in the league, which is probably, he didn't mean to say That's that, hilarious. but it might as well be right. Like right. they were going to say two and 15 USA today had him as the worst team in the league. Yep. So, yep. you know, for him to hear that, I, you know, he's got to be feeling like 
we played a good game. We lost. And now everybody's going to be like, it's the Falcons, just like I knew it would be, you know, they lost. And like, so to me, him being that way was understandable. Uh, The only thing that I would say is like, I, he says things sometimes like, you know, I don't really hear what's going on out there. You know, it's like us against the world and stuff. He clearly hears everything. And I think maybe he cares a little too much about it. That would be the only thing that I would say, because to me, like, you're building a successful program. Clearly your players love you. You got the ownership buy-in, like you're not in any danger. I think no matter how this year goes, mm-hmm. Arthur Blank understands that this is the plan. You got to stick to it. So like whatever I say, whatever, you know, Jeff Schultz says at the, at the athletic, whatever USA today is saying about the team, like, you know, if you don't have to hear it or don't care about it, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You guys are building a program that hopefully will be the right program. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would be the only thing I'd say is like for his blood pressure, like hopefully he yeah. just stops hearing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Cause that actually, it kind of reminded me of, of Saban a little bit, like, cause he, he's the same way. He acts like he has absolutely no idea what's going on in the outside world, outside of those, outside of Alabama. I mean, I think the one time they'd ask him about, I think it was um, election day. He was like, what? I didn't know you could even, I didn't know it was even vote today. I mean, like he literally just deadpan serious. Like I had no idea. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, right? yeah yeah of course yeah so um but yeah this is kind of reminded me of that but that, I mean, like you said way different than dan quinn you're not going to get the uh you know the the pump me up kind of like yeah. go get them type yeah. sayings so hold on one minute okay here's the thing dave now i know that you don't know this but you just triggered john <laughs> by saying dan quinn i knew he was coming back to that i knew he wouldn't let it go john hate dan quinn and vic beasley these are two people you can't say on this show. He is triggered by all. I knew that was coming. I just, I just know you so well, buddy. No, it's not that I, I got to work Vic Beasley in here somehow, I guess. Yeah. Oh, see, right. God, see, yeah. <laughs> we gonna just ring a bell every time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not that I hate Dan. I, I'm sure that he's, he looks like, and probably is the nicest man in the world. Like he seems like he seems like a great human. I just, you know, it just didn't work for our team, man. I just, you know, I, I got, I thought it was he, he was held, he was held on to probably a year too long, and. Mm-hmm you know, like the, that message just wasn't getting through anymore, you know, like, and, and, you know, we can say what we want about the Super Bowl season without Shanahan there running that offense. We don't get there. Yeah. Um, no. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't think so at least. Go ahead. Question Dave. Yeah. Why do you think uh, that the players buy into Arthur Smith and they really didn't with Quinn or do you, th- or do you think they did with Quinn? Because it, it just seems yeah. like he was a great speaker as well. He was a young, he was um, he a motivator as well. Mm-hmm. He had speeches as well. He was doing the same thing, but with the, it seemed like, like you could see it on the field with Arthur. Now, why do you think that is when it was kind of, I won't say the, the same dude, but it was a similar approach. Yeah, I think that people feel like Arthur Smith is no nonsense, right? Like, I really feel like that carries over into, like, how he deals with players. And, like, I don't have any inside information here, but it's just Mm -hmm. his demeanor. I don't think he's faking it in the press conferences. He's going to tell you what he thinks. Okay. So he's going to be as real as possible with you. He's going to be as straightforward as possible. And really all he cares about is turning the Falcons into a winning organization again. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, especially if you're a young guy, I think that's inspiring, but also if you're a guy like Grady Jarrett, who I, I do think, or Jake Matthews, you know, these are guys that bought into Quinn, um, and then they kind of watched the team slip for any number of reasons. Some guys tuned him out. Some guys got paid, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say they stopped trying, 
but it just mm -hmm. wasn't going the same way. And so mm -hmm. like, sometimes that change, just going from like a super positive guy who really believes in propping up um, players and, and whatever it may be to somebody who's, who's more straightforward, that's a refreshing kind of thing, right? And like, when you feel like you start to see the shift and like how guys are approaching things, you start to see the success building. That's inspiring in and of itself, right? Yeah. Like I know going from Smitty, uh, Mike Smith to Dan Quinn, you know, it took like a year for that to really sink in. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Smith was a certain kind of guy too. So I think that's maybe the biggest difference is maybe he's just more of that straightforward motivator and you start to see the success. And I, I think uh, everybody's bought in. I love it. Let me tell you what it's like. It's like young dad and mom. It's like, he gonna bake you cookies and get you chicken noodle soup and tell you like, you'll get them next time. But like dad gonna tell you <laughs> the truth about yourself, you know? So yeah. it just, it's just working, man. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and last thing on the Saints game, we'll move on to the Rams. Um, outside of Taysom Hill, man, we pretty much contained the run for the most part. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Taysom, I think had four carries for like 80 yards or something stupid, but um, which that, you know, I, got, I didn't, that kind of bugged me too. Cause I thought like, guys, you gotta know, he's not throwing the ball here. Um, but never, but you know, yeah. Um, but, uh, but outside of that, I mean, Kamara was pretty much contained. Yep. Ingram didn't do much. I mean, so again, you know, they said earlier four freaking sacks, man. I mean, AK 47 with one, mm -hmm. you know, which is awesome to see his first game as a pro. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of the loss, which is the main thing, and we'll end it with this. Yeah. Well, way more pauses, I think, to take out of it than way the more. So. And if you can't see that, you need to go to your to your eye doctor, man. It was way more positive. The one thing that concerned me about that whole game was I really need Marcus to learn how to slide. I really, bro, you <laughs> please. He won't, though, dude. That's him, man. That's just him. He taught, yeah, he had a statement that saying he thought he found a, um, uh, what is it, a happy medium. And I'm like, where was the medium? I didn't <laughs> see you slide and then not slide and then slide. I saw you like he was dipping his shoulder. I said, Marcus, please don't do it. So I just need you to slide, buddy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, if he, if he just goes to the freaking ground, uh, you know, on the five. Just go down. Go, just go down, dude. Just yeah. go down. Like, you were, we were on the five. We got a first and goal. Just go down. Yeah. Um, yep. But anyway, it's over with. So, moving on to – or did anybody else have anything else before we go to the round? I got one thing. Dave, I, I have a – I got a good question for you, okay? You, you got to prepare yourself. All right. All right. I'm ready. Now, you've been a fan since the – since, like, about, like, in 91, okay? Yep. If the first year that you was a fan, I believe that was prime time. That was Andre Rising, uh, Michael Haynes, Jesse Tucker. I remember that. Okay. Uh, if you can pick one player to bring back for this season to help this team at the peak of his talent for one year only, but at the peak of his talent for this year to help this specific team, who do you bring back and why? You know, I'm tempted to say Tuggle, and part of that is bias, right? But part of it is also like, would Dean Pease not love to have? Oh my love, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, would he not? He would. He would. Yeah, he would. But I, I would probably say Dion, right? Like, yeah. it, it's hard to to yeah. pass up the opportunity to throw AJ Terrell and Deion Sanders on the field. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. No. And like the turnover potential with Deion Sanders on your defense too. Like yeah. it's something that the Falcons still, there are a couple close calls, but we want more of those. So yeah. like, 
you know, if I could take two, I'd take both of them. But I guess that's yeah. not the question. So no, no. I, I would say Dion. Yeah, for sure. Dion's closing speed yeah. was just that's stupid. Don't return a kick return. I mean, you, 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 yeah, but I mean, yeah. the QB thinks the guy's open because he's playing so off of him and then you know he's not yeah. he's there at half a second yeah. <laughs> you know so and just just the swagger too like oh, the, whole, the way he carried himself yep. like that would be this team is building that and so that would be awesome to have yeah 100 all right. right great question mike um all right so going into the rams game uh rams got handled pretty well by the bills in game one um they only put up 10 points stafford had three picks um you know the i, I don't want to say it was because nobody really saw it coming, I guess. I mean, you could say, you know, losing Andrew Whitworth on the offensive line definitely going to be in a going to be a factor for uh, the Rams. Um, you know, Aaron Donald's still a monster. There's not nothing's changed there. Um, what 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 stood out to you, Dave? I guess that Buffalo did to the Rams to really kind of get to them in that game. I, I think what stood out to me and is really encouraging. Obviously, we do, we do not have the Bills defensive front. Right. Yeah, I keep saying yet because, you know, oh, Terry Fontenot, love- Arthur Smith, they've talked about kind of emulating the Bills, right? And so maybe we get there. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that they were able to get through that line with a bunch of four-man rushes throughout that game was really impressive. And I, I think to me, it says a lot about the talent that Buffalo has up front, but it also tells you a lot about that Rams offensive line, which is even yeah. weaker this week with injuries and shifting right. guys around. So. You know, to me, it was it was the quick passing attack. The fact that Josh Allen is is you know superhuman in a way that is difficult to stop on his best day. But like number one to me, the thing that I watched closely and really enjoyed seeing was just how that pass rush got home. And I really think it's a combination of things. But I think if you're clever, if you're smart, and you have the personnel up front, and the Falcons have at least a few guys we've seen that that's what you can do to the Rams this year. I don't think there's Andrew Whitworth is not unretiring. So you right. got some problems there. Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, Josh Allen, 26 of 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, and he ran 10 times for 56 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, which, I mean, like you said, I mean, we obviously have a mobile QB who can potentially do the same thing, you know, um, that, you know, and as far as, like you said, quick passing, I think, um, I think I was real actually reading the article I think you had today. And uh, I think it was it Mariota had the typically like the longest time in the pocket, but I mean, I think that's when he was starting or whatever, but now it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, and so if we, if he can get the ball out to our multitude of weapons, um, you know, that's, that poses pretty well. I think it will score some points against him. Now going defensively, how, how would you approach, I mean, you got a, you know, Stafford who could be finally maybe on a decline possibly, um, you know, the running game was kind of eh, last year or last week for the Rams. It was kind of non-existent. And, uh, you know, they – he, I mean, the three picks hurt. But, I mean, you know, they brought in Allen Robinson, who had one reception, you know, mm-hmm. and, that, and they were going crazy about that. I mean, Cooper Cup, obviously, still the guy you have to key on because mm-hmm. the dude, dude went crazy, 13 catches, 128 yards. So, you know, he's kind of the – he lines up everywhere. So, he's that guy that you just – you can't lose. Um, but I'll shut up. What do you think? No, it's uh, I think you can't count on the Rams being that bad again, right? Like, yeah, we know Sean McVay, he's one of those coaches, right? right? Like, he is he's probably been sleeping in his office, not showering all week, like chewing holes in the wall, trying to figure out how to get better. <laughs> so, you know, he's not he's not going to take that lion down, so you're not going to get the same kind of luck again. But what I do think is 
you have to wonder a little bit about Stafford's arm, whether it's mm -hmm. sore, whether that's slowing him down just a little bit. I don't think it's a major factor, but I think you attack um, sort of the same way you started out attacking the Saints, right? Like you focus on bottling up Henderson. Um, you, you send the pressure as much as you can to try to knock them off their game. The one thing that you have to be careful of, I think, um, that maybe you didn't as much for the Saints, you know, late in the game, Landry got going, yeah. Alave was pretty good, um, Thomas certainly got going, so they did have the multiple credible threats. Allen Robinson, to me, is kind of lurking in the background here as a major problem, right? Yeah. It, the fact that they didn't even look at him week one, that, that's not going to happen again. So, to me, you have to keep Robinson and, um, of course, Cup under control. I, I think the run defense is good enough to largely bottle up Henderson, and you've just got to let other guys beat you because I don't think there's anybody – you know, Ben, Ben Skowernick, is that how he yes, is? Yeah, like, yeah, something like that, yeah. He's that rare guy that, like, I was looking onto the depth chart this week, and I was like, I didn't even remember this guy existed. So, like, you know, uh, let him be you, you know. You got to prioritize the, the two studs there, and you got to send as much pressure as possible because you just saw it work for the Bills. So, you know, you don't have the same personnel, but you got to try. Yeah, and you got to figure that they're going to try as – the Saints did to take Pitts out of the game as much as possible. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think Arthur got a lot of criticism for not using him, I guess, off, as, as a target in those, some of those, you know, in some of those red zone plays. Um, but he's going to run, he's running into the same issues that Julio ran into. I mean, as soon as you enter the red zone, like there's two, if not three guys, that's going to be focused on, on Pitts. And I think that's up to, you know, you've got to be creative enough play caller and, you know, have somebody else that can, that can make plays there. I did, I do think he was targeted the same amount of times as London. I think they both had about seven or eight yeah. targets, I believe. So um, it's not that he wasn't, you know, and they tried to, but you know, it's, it kind of is what it is when it comes to Kyle, he's going to have, he's a freak. So, I mean, he's going to have guys that's like that. He's going to be the focus of every defensive meeting every week. You know, we have to stop him. If we, you know, number, number one. So, what would be great for us, London keep progressing and being, I mean, he, what, five catches, 74 yards, awesome, look good. They say he's 100% healthy now, great. You know, Zacchaeus had a good day. Hodge had a pretty good day. Um, so, I mean, yeah. you know, we've got, and, and we didn't even mention CP. I mean, the dude had over 120 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, didn't play a snap in the preseason, you know, and I mean. Uh, to just, me, man, I, I think you win and, and it's going to sound counterintuitive by going right at uh, Aaron Donald, man, running the ball right towards him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see you doing it. I, I think you have to do that. And I want to see Tyler, man. Is uh, William still hurt? Is he playing? If he don't play. I, he was I out of like practice to see, today. Man, I would yeah. like to see Tyler. I just want to see a few. I, I would like to just see him a few because that's what he does. I want to see that bull go at Aaron Donald. And I think you run right at Aaron Donald. Um, if you do that enough, if we start to throw, he'll have to hesitate at least a second to see, hold on, what are we doing? And that's all you want from him is for him to have to hesitate because if he can come, it's no, it's two, man, I've seen tape on this dude. It's two dudes, three dudes, is no stopping him. No. So you got to run the ball to him in order to get him to hesitate for a second. Yeah. yeah. I, thought it was, I, thought, I did thought it was a little weird that he was one of the inactives last week. Um, did you, you think Tyler? they were yeah. doing the same yeah. thing or? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And like, I, I think, you know, again, I, I don't quite get why like Franks was active. Uh, Jared yeah. Bernhardt was active. We didn't see him at all. Like right. th there must have been a plan there that justified that that didn't get put mm -hmm. into place. But I was surprised. And I think it's it's probably going to happen, you know, a couple times in the early going here, but probably not this week. I would be stunned if Williams doesn't play like 
they'll probably mm -hmm. you know flex Huntley. They'll they'll have Algier um, active because you're you're gonna wanna if you can, like you said, Mike, run right at them. You know, you want to yep. run as much as you can. Yep. Because what you don't want to have to do in my mind is as good as Mariota is at escaping. Like you do not want to have him get crushed by Donald a bunch of times, which is a real possibility. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and either either Ramsey's on a decline or he just had a really bad game too, because he got pretty, you know, tore up from that game as well. So yeah. um, and he got he got dragged online for for his performance. I mean, which, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna say he's 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 you know going down the wrong direction now i just think he probably like like aj just had you know one of those games you know i mean he was out of position a lot more than aj was yeah. he did get burnt a few times so you know there is that but you know I, i'm not ready to say Jalen is uh is, is washed up and, and that's it i mean he's one of no, those. like i said man i just want everybody to understand it was week one so it's week yeah. one you cannot well and I'm not going to use the Braves as an example, but yeah. I kind of am. Um, the 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 Braves this year, right? They world champs look like complete ass coming out that first series. There was so much there was so much going on with the the battery we had, the parade. There's so I mean like there's so much crap going on. I mean the players said, yeah, we're focused on the game, but it's hard not to be. So the That's same thing, saying. all the Super Bowl stuff going around the Rams. I'm sure that had affected those guys. It's, you're, they're human, you know. It has yes. to. Um, if there's any silver lining for us, maybe. It's the fact that we did lose the game the way we did against the Saints. We're going to be not that we would have went into this game not wanting to win, but my, I mean, we're going to be more. Now, did you just say the silver lining was we lost against the Saints? I have to have a bad connection. No, 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 no. I said that, the silver lining of that loss is that we're going to come into this game. Oh, like, okay. Even yes. More like we got to win this. You know what <laughs> okay. I mean? Like, like you we scared had me, John. Win. I know what you were talking about. No, hell okay. no. No, I'm not never going to justify a loss. Yeah. <laughs> I just meant like, you know, the fact that we did lose may actually, you know, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see what happens with this game. But um, so, yeah. I, I, said, now, hold on now. You know, I'm out of my falcon mind. I'm going to say Super Bowl, um, NFC South Chats, which I already caught. Already did. But, yeah. but you two sound really positive about Sunday. I, Am I right or wrong? Uh, you're right and you're wrong. I, I think right. they're going to – so coming into this season, I was like, they're going to get crushed. You know, this is one of those games that, like, you can't expect them to win. After watching that week one, I'm like, you know, they're going to be competitive, I think. You okay. know, um, I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to be competitive. So I, I'm, I'm much more positive about this not being a really bad game than I was, which is something. It counts. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, you're right. And I, and I think it's probably going to come down to the turnover type thing. I, I, if we can run the ball and hang with them, like, like we were just saying, then yeah, we're going to be able to throw it. We're going to be, it's going to open up the pass. We're going to be able to hopefully move the ball. I mean, you know, as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and make these mistakes, you know, and we stick to the game plan, I think we may have a shot, but yeah, it's going to, I, I don't think we're going to be out of it in the fourth quarter. I think we'll be in it in the fourth quarter, but we'll, so we'll see. We have a chance to win. Is that what you're saying? It's a chance. Of course. I, yeah, I think there's there's not Always. a zero percent chance. I, I don't know if it's north of ten percent, but I, I love I, it, man. The a, Super Bowl, man. Come on, I love it. It's NFL, dude. It's NFL. It's the Texans, the Texans yeah. tied the Colts last week. I mean, yeah. like, and then they were they were supposed to be god awful. Yeah, that know? game was weird. It was yeah. really weird. Yeah, it was the, the Bears played well last week. Bears won. Yeah. Think about that. The four they beat the 49ers. Now I know everybody blamed it on the rain, but that's why I say week one, you can't, you don't no. know what's happening. Yeah. So I think if the Bears could play every game in like a monsoon, they'd win too. They just yes. feel like a team built for that. That was crazy. Time. Definitely yeah. do. So, yeah. 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 Um, so outside, I mean, I, I I assume the player you're worried about the most on the defense would probably be Aaron Donald, right? Anybody else that's kind of 
No. I mean, he's a number one monster, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you worry about Ramsey and, and certainly Leonard Floyd, um, you know, especially with, with Mariota's, you know, willingness and ability to roll out and get away from Donald, which is something that, you know, Matt Ryan, I still remember the 2019 game where there's that iconic photo of him getting crushed by like five guys. He was just yeah. not getting out of there. But, right. you know, I think you do have to worry about somebody like Floyd a bit because he's fast. He loves to try to punch the ball out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is something to look for. But but of course, it's Donald, right? Because the other thing, too, is like the offensive line was was really impressive that first game. Now you got Drew Dahlman. Now you got Elijah Wilkinson. You got Chris Lindstrom. They got to face off against Aaron Donald. So that's that's where we find out, like, you know, you guys did well. Clearly, you're better than than maybe we expected you to be. And and I think that's a good sign for the season. But what does it mean against the best defensive lineman in football, right? So right. yeah, yeah. He, no. he, that's going to keep me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I think what's really good for them is they're going against Grady in practice, and yeah. and, and Grady's number two i would think right as far as defensive and yeah. inside lineman goes so i mean and he doesn't really you know he doesn't really slow down so i'm sure in practice he's given them everything that he's got so i mean hopefully that'll be a little bit of uh won't be complete shock but you know aaron, aaron donald's just a whole other monster man he's just a freak of nature he um is. still pissed off you know um chuck smith called that too like early on but in the draft before anybody he, he was like he was so on aaron donald and you know, I was like, man, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe, we'll, you know, maybe we'll take a chance, you know, and then of course we didn't, and, but you know, anyway, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's a big what if. One of those other what ifs that just never happened. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, like the year we took Beasley anyway. Um, <laughs> so anybody, uh, anybody have a uh, school prediction? I, I, uh, well, actually Dave, every week, uh, my son who's 12, he comes in and does our score prediction with us. He's, gone they went to the store so he, he did give me a pretty he gave me the score before he left okay so All right. um last year he beat both of us so both i mean us. i just yeah oh, it doesn't okay. make any sense he doesn't he watches the falcons game he doesn't watch any other nfl he watched the falcons but yeah it's bizarre how he but whatever um so i don't gamble actually um <laughs> no point yeah. um anyway so yeah liam predicted i'm trying to find it mike you're not gonna be happy he predicted a, a rams win buddy Oh, um, Liam, you didn't do it to me. Yeah, he predicted 37 27 Rams. 37 So he say high scoring. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's also, a, you know, like I said, it's a 12 year old. So, well, you know, yeah, I think I got temperate with that. But anyway, Mike, what say you, bud? 24 21 Falcons. I'm, let me tell you something, Dave. I never have picked the Falcons to lose. Once. <laughs> I don't care if we was playing Thor. Yeah. Superman, Batman, and the rest of them. I'm all the Avengers. I'm picking the Falcons. So you know, I'm saying W. But I say 24-21. We just, I say, cool is going to hit the last second thing. All right, Dave, what you got? I respect that. First of all, yeah. um, I, I I can't get there, but I respect it. Um, <laughs> I got I got the Falcons losing. I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I, I think 28-23. So I think they're going to once again. They're still figuring things out in the red zone. I don't think it's a one-week thing. So I think they're going to rely on Koo again. But I do think it'll be pretty close. I think that, you know, the Rams are not going to magically become great after that week one performance. I know it's the Bills. I know it's week one. And I think that the Falcons, you know, as much as they can be this year, they are for real. That improvement is is something that matters, is significant. So I think they'll give them a surprisingly good game. Um, I, I don't think it'll be a win, but 
I hope it is. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm with oh, you. Oh, 100%. All yeah. right. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and go with you, Mike, since we'll, we'll, we'll have two and two. So hey! we'll, go, uh, oh. we'll go, we'll go 23 17 Falcons. 2317. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you got a slog fest there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I actually tried to use logic last year. Didn't work. So I figure this year, what the hell? I'll just throw a score out there and we'll see if that's even better. So yeah. Yeah. but but here's what I'm saying. Who would have thought in preseason that it would even be a close game? You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl yeah. champs, Atlanta, you would have said it's a wash. So to hear even you say that is a I'm in heaven just hearing that. Well, that's why you can't play the schedule game. I mean, like we yeah. talked about it in the preseason when the schedule came out. Like we didn't want to do that because so many things change, whether it's injuries yeah. or you name it. Like the team that you think like USA Today, USA Today said, you know, we're going to suck and be two and fifteen. Well, clearly they were wrong. I mean, we're not. We, we still could be two and fifteen, but the roster is not what they thought it was. You know, no. so I mean, like that's the difference. So I mean, we you can't look at a schedule in the preseason and go loss, win, loss, win, loss, whatever. You know, you got it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I mean, you're right, Mike. I mean, if I if you'd have told me just on paper, I'd be like, hell no, we don't we don't have a chance. But yeah. watching that first week, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, we definitely have. A and chance. and all we want is for Dave at the end of the season for you to write an article specifically to you yesterday. <laughs> And just <laughs> just get us, man. Just get our back, man. Because we won't win. I told that. I I thought man, that was disrespectful. And I saw it in your then, eyes. You you were you were like like you're actually really offended by that. Yeah. Yeah. Who me? Yo, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Dang. You were you were no no Mike. You. I, oh, I was well, no because well, it, it's, when I yeah when I said it on the show, you were just like you were smiling. You stopped and you then you were just we, like I could tell you were angry, man. Because it is really disrespectful to say a a two game and. Have you seen who we drafted? Have you seen what we doing? Are you paying attention? To say two games is like, like we had like a draft bus. Like a, we, we didn't do like the, it's going, how is it going downhill? Are you, are you paying attention at all? Man, they could have called Dave. They, they could have called anybody. You could have, where, who are you talking? You could have called T.I., Jeezy, Ludacris. You could have called anybody. I mean, anybody would have told you that we was going up. But yeah. to say two games is like the sorriest team in the league, man. I thought that was disrespectful. And I'm waiting on our last show. I will address them uh, specifically at US Today. I will find that writer's name and we will have <laughs> a conversation. But like, no, I've just, it was really disrespectful. And we will win way more than two games. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's the thing is like, I look at that and, you know, fans are all over the place, right? Some people think we're going to the playoffs. Some people definitely think fewer wins. But like, nobody that I know of was thinking, two and 15 like exactly because again like there are some bad teams in this league but even if nobody finishes with two wins you know even if that's not against five like falcons are not going to be the worst team in the league and i think we did know that like you know even with modest expectations which is what i've got for this year Mm -hmm. i'm all in i'm looking at 2023 thinking this could be great right and everything they got going for them but you knew they were going to be a better team this year. They weren't, they weren't very good last year. They were the worst uh, seven win and six win team ever yep. by point yeah. differential. So they yeah, oh, we knew they'd be better. That point never, never two wins. So I agree. It's disrespectful. That, that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what we kept going back to as well. You, uh, you know, it was because we had comments and, you know, emails about basically, you know, dragging Arthur Smith and he needed to be gone after year one. And our, our comeback was always like, if you literally, if you honestly take a look at this roster and 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 see what it what he's really working with and what he's trying to do, you know, after 14 years, 
you know, Matt in the same offense, essentially, you know, trying to turn over a defense. And we still almost got to the playoffs. I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's amazing to me. Like I, I was, amazing. I, I thought that that was the exact opposite. I was like, no, uh, yeah, it was a shitty season, but my God, like he's got some, this, I mean, I kind of like where he's, where his head's at, you know, where this is, where this is going. He definitely deserves a couple more years, you know? And yeah. I mean, luckily he's proven most of those people. I mean, I know we're on one, but I mean, like, like Mike said earlier, if you can't see it that, I mean, go ahead and like you said, make it. What are you reading? So that's what I'm like. What did you read or watch that made you think that? Cause I'm, I mean, I'm the biggest fan, but even my common sense says better than that. Yeah. Yeah. my like mother knows that yeah that's not right yeah and i want to say this too shout out to you ma because tonight's episode will be the first one she'll be listening to tomorrow so shout out to you ma hey. i love you so much oh. i love you awesome. so much you're the best mom ever you should have told me i would have like uh not cussed you know See? 17 <laughs> times she yeah. probably used to no it's fine <laughs> she probably used to it it's fine yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, anybody, anything else on the Rams? We got the predictions. Anything before we go on next uh, in or out segment? Okay. Here's what I want to say before we start having our fun, Dave. Uh, you are very, very important. I'm gonna tell you why, man. The okay, like the articles you write, the people in Georgia see it. It's like they see the game through your perspective, right? So they get to read and see through your eyes, through your perspective, and it's charming and informative. So it's, I just want you to know that, that you are important to the to whole thing, the Falcon fan. It's, it's, it's hard when it's you, cause you don't wanna you know, hype yourself up, but it's drastically important, the job you do, man. So we love you, man. We want you to know that the shit you do is important, man. Cause you are, man, it's like, you are who they check to go say, let me see what he say. Let me see about the injury. Let me see. You are a lot of people's reference for, for Georgia, for Falcon football. You always got to remember that, man. You are important and we love you, buddy. We really appreciate you. Hey, that, is, that is literally the nicest thing I've heard in 16 years of doing this. Well, great, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That go. means a lot to me. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's hard to know. I know. Plenty of people think I have bad opinions, which is fine. I often do, but like it is, it is really nice to hear that from you. So thank you so much, yeah, really. dude. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I mean, like, like when I first when I first got on Twitter years ago, I don't even know when that was. Um, you, know, you start following Falcons, you know, personalities or, or writers or whatever. Uh, just the, uh, I mean, it sounds maybe stupid, but like just the jokes and stuff. I mean, like it just seemed like you really, really you really got the Falcons fans. Like yes. for, for for not even being you know in Atlanta. I mean, like it just seemed like man, you freaking nailed like the, nailed it i mean the yeah because i mean just being the fan and what it means you know as far as you know being in atlanta and being a fan of this team i mean what you go through the ups and downs roller coaster ride that it is i mean you just you nailed it in all those tweets and i was just like man this dude is like spot on with everything <laughs> so it was People like wait on quality. your shit man like they wait yeah. on like man your take on something so you gotta always remember how important you are man even though you wear like they wait on your shit hey, so do you, make, that's, do you, you are important to us man do you make it down to the games at all, or or have you been able to? I haven't recently? in a long time. I made it down to uh, a few training camps and mm -hmm. and so forth, but I haven't been down to a game. And you got to come to Mercedes Benz, buddy. I gotta. I really yeah. do. I am overdue. I'm hey, overdue. Look, hey, let's do do this. Um, whenever you plan to do that, I've got a buddy 
who literally, I'm not kidding, has 50 yard line seats, five rows yep. up behind the Falcons. Right. He's got okay. four tickets. Um, I'll do whatever I got to do to him to get those tickets uh, for that week. And we'll go. Cause um, dude, it's AMG. It's AMG club access. We, awesome, Mike and I, Mike and I went to the last preseason game and we, he gave us, he gave me the tickets for that game. And I mean, I've been to games before, but dude, not like this. I mean, that's yeah, free drinks, place. free food. I mean, the, the, what they do, I mean, and that is just insane. You're, I mean, you're on the field prior, yeah. you can watch warmups. It's just as a fan, man, it's like you're in heaven. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but let me know, man, for real, I will, I will do yes. whatever I gotta do to get those tickets from him yes. that week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, with the atmosphere being what it is, and I, I really hope it stays the same. Like that was, that was really great too. That was Except fun to see, man. Like it's awesome. Awesome. So I, yes, I would love to do that. So yeah. thank well, you, you keep for offering and Absolutely. thanks for the kind words, man. That, that does mean a ton. It really it's all does. good. So let's have some fun, buddy. All right. So, all right. So the, the segment we started a few weeks ago, guys, in or out, it's pretty simple. Uh, we got a statement, either in or you're out. And you can right. tell me why, or you can tell me not why. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Either one's fine. And we'll just start uh, shooting right out of the blank here. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is to blame for the Super Bowl loss. Are you in or are you out? Mike? I'm in. I hate the fact that I always say this. I hate the fact he didn't have to explain himself. He hopped right on the plane and went to his new job. I always hold a grudge for that. But I thought uh, Quinn, him, and even my man Matty I shared a blame, but he shared most of the blame. All right. Dave? I'm in too. Um, you know, and it, it's, I, I know that he's just one factor, but like hearing him talk about it all those years later and, and be like, yeah, you know, in a roundabout way, I would have done everything differently. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. When he said that, I just want to punch him in the face. I was like, yeah. dude, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Next up for this weekend, I'm sorry to even bring that back up. I'm going to have tremors in a second. Um, you can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we talked about that on our very first show just to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. So we just, you know, get over it. Um, all right, going into this uh, question for this week, Stafford will throw more than two picks this weekend or this Sunday. Mike? No, I'm out. But because I say it, um, it was week one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Matthew Stafford. I'm not, uh, he had a great year last year. I thought the, uh, the wrinkles was because it was week one. I don't think it was because it was him. Dave. I'm also out. Uh, same general reason. I think they're they're going to pick up some sacks. I'm hoping they force uh, a couple fumbles. I definitely see an interception, but I, I can't see two or more this week. Nope. All right. I'm going to go in. I'm going to just be super positive about it and go in and just say that. Um, <laughs> I love it, John. That he's going to force some shit somewhere. These, you know, or Jalen's going to come out of nowhere and take one. So yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Mariota, Mariota will be sacked three times or more this weekend. Mike. Yes. Man, ah, I mean, damn it. Man, it's Aaron Donald, buddy. I just, it's Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. And I'm, you know, I'm no more, I'm just, it's Aaron Donald. Sorry. Okay. I'm in. Dave. I'm, uh, I'm also in on that. I, I think his escapability is going to help so much this week, but I, I do think that, you know, out of an urge to make a play, out of the fact that this is a good Rams defense, he'll probably get sacked. I hope it's just three times. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. I guess I'm on the end, but I'm in. Um, all right. Uh, Jalen Mayfield does not see this field again for the Falcons. Dear baby Jesus, please, please, I'm in. <laughs> I only want one thing for Christmas, and it's what you just said. Yes, I'm in. All right. Dave? I'm out. Um, so you know me. 
I mm -hmm. said I said all spring and uh, in summer that like I didn't see an Elijah Wilkinson coming out of nowhere and, and playing well in that first week. That's great, man. I'm, yep. I love that, that happened. I still think the staff believes in Jalen Mayfield. I still think that he's going to see the field again, hopefully finding his promise at last and not like a two game stretch and then they have to pull the plug. Right, right. I think yeah. he sees it again. Yeah. yeah, I think you're literally the last person that's got any faith in him. So that's yeah. I that's, I didn't say faith. I said you know <laughs> right. Slow down a little bit. But yeah, I think you'll see him again. I got you. Yeah, yeah. limit limited uh, faith at all. Okay. Um, this one. So Mike and I, like I said, we were at the last preseason game and we saw the dude play like he. We didn't see him play last year. So. Debo was played in the last preseason game just to show other teams that he's healthy for a potential trade since he was basically put around right the IR after the fact. Mike. Um, I'm in. Or, 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 do you, or, or, or do you think that they literally just want to see, like, hey, can he, can he play this year? Is he going to be I, a fit? Yes. Um, I'm in for both of those reasons. I think they would like to see if he can play, but then, too, um, I would hope if they didn't want to do that, I don't want him to be uh, Tevin Coleman or uh, Devontae Freeman. I would like him to go somewhere and really fall out. So I hope he gets a chance to, to showcase his skills. Dave? Man, that is a tough one. I guess I'm in yes. on that. It, it is a tough one, though, because yeah. I really – everything about the situation with Debo has been weird to me, like, and a sign that, like, you know, I suspected they wouldn't be able to move him or they wouldn't move him and they haven't, but not – for the reasons that I expected, like, you know, because he's hurt. So I think they probably did want to show teams that he was capable of doing something in case they wanted to trade for him once his IR stint was up. But it's, yeah, I'm in, but it's hard to know. Yeah, yeah same here. I, and the only reason I threw that question in there is because when they did it, they restructured his contract earlier this, I think it was this week, right? So yeah. it does make him a little bit easier to trade in case that, that there's a team that comes along that wants him. Um, and I mean... Yeah, that's the one thing that crept in my mind was like, man, did they just put him out there just because he what dude, he was filling up gaps, stuff like I said that he wanted no part of last year. Yeah. I mean, like he looked like he Debo. Looked good. I mean, I mean, kind of, you know, I mean it wasn't like like hundred percent Debo, but it was like, okay, this is better than last year, you know, type of thing. So it was just something that we were kind of interested in. All right, maybe the most important question of these. Um brown liquor is superior to clear. Mike. Uh no. Brown bring you down, but the white keep you hype. <laughs> I gotta say, if you want to have a good time, I say it's the clear. If you want to just chill in the house, I say brown. Gotcha, Dave. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. But it is. It, it's Mike's point is a fair one. Like <laughs> I wake up the next morning after you know whiskey and so forth, and I do not feel like I should have done that. So. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like it more, but I don't like what it does to me more. So in, but, you know. Yeah, Mike, Mike I, didn't, I didn't expect that answer from you, dude, but that's perfect. I mean, it really yeah. is. I mean, like, because my wife's favorite is like tequila, you know, and, um, but uh, she has started more bourbon because bur bourbon's mine. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, she'll actually kind of, I've got her like the ginger ale and bourbon, like she loves it. So, I mean, but if you have too many, like they've said the next morning is typically not a really good time for you. Yeah. No. So. Uh, every passing year it gets worse too so it really yeah. does dude because yeah you've got to be kind of we're both 40 so you gotta be right around our age right yeah Close 30, to it. Yep. yeah so, so yeah yeah yep. this not i don't i don't like it at all i mean i mean i'm fine getting older but that, that part of it just kind of sucks a little bit <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean 
All right, Mike, you got any in or outs? Before yes, we go I got in what and out. Got? Okay, I saw something that terrified me. I saw, uh, man, was it uh, Le'Veon Bell knocked my man Peterson on the ground. Did you see it? Adrian Peterson, he got uh, knocked out in like a, a boxing match by uh, Le'Veon. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Knocked him out. Yeah. Uh, are you guys in or out on celebrity boxing? I would say I'm out. I didn't want to see that. I didn't like to see that. I'm out too. Um, I... Yeah, you know, like A, it's going to be sloppier, right? And then B, it's like people you love doing something else, not getting each other out. Like, that's not yeah. my thing. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm way out, dude. I grew up watching like actual boxing with my father, like Showtime and, and HBO fights and everything. And I loved boxing growing up. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I could, we, he bought all the pay per views, all this, all this, this shit that's going on now with like, like you said, like the Jake Paul and these other yeah, celebrities yeah. and good. I'm like, what is this, man? Like, they're so yeah. watered down now. It's not even, mm -hmm. yeah, totally out. Anyway. All right. Um, speaking of Deion Jones, are you in or out on playing hurt? And this is why I'm this is why I asked you that. Um, now I know we all agree that you should play hurt for your team and you'd be tough and you'd be a soldier and all that, but it can bring your value tremendously down if it's uh if the people don't know that you're hurt. So just say his shoulder was hurt. He didn't tell everybody he's playing and everyone is turning on him saying he sucked now. He fell off. He traded him. Are you in or out on playing injured? Boy, that's a great question. I'm out generally. So here's the thing. I, like you said, there is a mentality, right? Like if you're a player who, you know, feels like pressured, like if you get hurt, you might lose your job. Um, if you feel like you're letting the team down, like these are the things that these are factors, right? Mm -hmm. This is what happens. But I am, I would love to get to a point where a guy's hurt and he feels like no matter what, he doesn't have to play hurt. He can take a week even just to feel a little bit better, or he can wait until he's recovered and he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. He doesn't have to worry about his toughness, you know, being questioned. Like to me, you know, we've seen so many careers derailed because guys have tried to play through it. And yeah. to me, that's, you know, a, a bunch of what ifs. So, you know, I'm out on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. And I think you have to quantify it with the injury because if it's something a lot of guys, especially younger guys, and maybe that they've not experienced it before, they, they have to figure out what's hurt and what's just sore or just what's hurting. You know, like okay. there's, a, there's a difference. I mean, you know, like I've broke my foot and tore ligaments in my foot multiple times playing basketball. And I knew exactly after that first time when it was just a sprain and I knew exactly when it was, oh shit, I'm gonna have to go back to the orthopedic. <laughs> so yeah. You know, there, there's a difference there. I mean, I, you know, if 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 they can play through it and it not affect their play, then yeah, great. But I mean, like, you know, after week one, the NFL, you're going to be sore and hurting the rest of, I mean, that's it for the rest of the, <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, what, I mean, like Mike, you said, I mean, like Debo last year, that clearly affected him, dude. I mean, like it, he, he, you know, he was not, I mean, really a help, you know, I mean, it probably hurt him and it hurt the team. So it's just one of those things, but yeah, generally I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got another one. There were seven quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for 60,000 yards. On Sunday, it became eight. My man behind me, my man Matty, I 60,000 yards. Only eight quarterbacks to do it. Y'all get that man his props. Do y'all, are y'all in or out? Now, you've seen week one. When we said in the preseason, we didn't, you saw week one. Now you've seen him in action. You saw his line. You saw his weapons. Uh, it wasn't that impressive to me. Are you guys in or out on him making the playoffs now? I'm in. Uh, I, I have been in. Matt Ryan, so. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, 
to me, the protection is the big deal. Like the receivers are going to get better. Alec Pierce is not going to drop a wide open mm-hmm. touchdown opportunity like that again, but you've got that great ground game. You've got a good defense and he's got time, which I, I think is probably a tough thing for him to adjust to. So, I mean, right. you know, even in the AFC as, as crazy as it is. Yeah. I'm in on it. He, huh? he, yeah, you're right. He probably has like some clock going off in his head after yeah. like two seconds. Yeah. Like, Shit, I gotta throw it. Like, yeah. no, wait, yeah. I'm good. I'm actually yeah. I got some time. Nobody's um, need you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm in. Um, I don't think you can overreact to that one game. I mean, uh-huh. it's there's gonna be an adjustment period too. You got Jonathan Taylor who still went off, yeah. and you know, it's yeah, I'm in. I mean, it's, okay, the last one I got. Are you guys in or not? Now I do this too often. Are you guys in or out on Uber Eats? You are paying an an exceptional markup with taxes, fees, a delivery fee for shit that you could drive to go get eat what's in your house that you bought for all your money. Are you in or out on Uber Eats? I'm out. Yeah, I am. I'm kind of cheap to begin with, honestly. Like I will drive an extra five miles to get the food so I don't have to pay the delivery charge. Which is ridiculous sometimes, but I'll do it. Um, so I'm out on that. You know, I'd rather just go get it. I'd rather, like you said, eat at home. Um, definitely not my thing. Yeah, John. Yeah, I'm out. Um, I'm super picky about weird like dudes or anybody like have being around my food. And yeah. not that not that there's gonna be some weirdo that's spitting in your food, but that that enters my mind every time I think of somebody like bringing my food home. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And I also, you know, I don't know how well they actually get paid for that that's the other part of it too like, yeah you know if you're delivering that you, you should get a really good tip i worry that that's not the case so yeah right. yeah because if you don't pay them well they will dip in your fries don't yes. dip in my fries buddy <laughs> right yeah yeah that's yeah, right you could have the same guy a couple of times and you may piss him off because you he didn't get tipped as much as yeah, you thought yeah. he should have been yeah. and then it's just a problem you get that 73 cent tip he might take some curly fries next time you you never know um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so man, that was all I had. I say we go to underrated, overrated. Yep. Mike, you want to start it? Or you want to start it? I will start. I will start. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a good one. I got it. So I want to start with uh, my underrated. Number one is my mom. Of course, she's listening. I love you, Ma. I got to say that. My mom is number one. She's the goat of moms. And I say that for she, my mom likes football like we like football. You know how. There are some girls that just want to put the jersey on and you say, who's your uh, favorite player? And she say like Emmett Smith or like Kobe Bryant. And you'd be like, I'm talking about football. <laughs> my mom knows the player. My mom loves football. Like she's from Texas, diehard Dallas fan. So I got to go with my mom being underrated. My other underrated, I had to do this. Uh, this dude, I think he played for the Lions. His name is, uh, what is the name? Nate Burleson? Am I saying that right? He played yeah. for the Lions. Yeah. Best dressed man on TV. I'm sorry, man. I've been wanting to say that for best dressed man on TV. I want any show, any, the way that man, always professional, always nice. I love it. But my overrated is important. Um, It's like oversharing on the internet. Um, You have to keep some things for yourself, man. I really do. Or you should. You should keep some things for yourself. I've seen people share breakups, uh, funerals, uh, spanking a child, scolding a child, uh, really personal things. Like, um, 
man, everything is not for sure. I don't care that, that you had fried chicken for dinner, man. I really, that's not important. Um, and just have something. If you, if you somewhere with your girlfriend or your wife and it's a, a little setting and it's like picturesque, save the moment for you without having to pull your phone out. I've had a girl, I, I will never forget this. I took a girl on a, on a date to a concert and she watched the whole concert through her phone, like, cause she was taping. And I, it, it infuriated me because I'm like, well, you didn't experience it. Like, I paid these tickets. I paid the price for these tickets and you didn't experience it. You was on your phone all the time. So I'm just saying, man, y'all leave things for yourself without having to take a picture of it. Or even if you have the picture, just keep it in your phone. There are things um, that should be for you and your wife or for you and your brother or for you and your friend that you should just enjoy. Concentrate on enjoying them instead of a goddamn photo shoot. Cause you all are sharing too much. You're sharing everything. You shouldn't, I don't, you gotta share the gym. You gotta share your food. Then you gotta share the shoes you got. And then you gotta share that you went here and you went saw this and it's dangerous, man. A person just lost their life off that. Like it was, it was a rapper. It's dangerous to do that, man. To be showing off every, everywhere you are. Some people may come meet you. So please don't feel the need to overshare everything. Keep something for you, man. So that's special to you and only you know about it. And you had the experience with a loved one or a really good friend. Trust me, it means more. It kind of cheapens it when you're pulling your phone out. If you help the homeless, there's no need for you to take that. Sorry. There's no need for you to take a picture of you handing a homeless some money. Just feel good about it for yourself. So that's all it is. That's great. Overrated. Sharing too much. That's a really good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John or Dave, come on with it. Dave, hit it up, man. All right. Well, uh, underrated. I'm actually going to loop back to the Falcons and say having a pass rush. Okay. Love it. Look, it's one game. It's one game. But, like, how many years now have we been begging for, you know, somebody to be 62% of John Abraham or whatever it is? Like, just seeing them get after a quarterback, especially after last year, which was maybe the saddest year in franchise history, like, to me – that's underrated. We're not talking enough about how great that is. And if it continues all season, I don't think we can talk enough about it. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Amen. Um, and since we, we outed me as a native Mainer, I'm going to say overrated is lobster. lobster. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it. I crab is way better. I grew up with lobster. Everybody loves lobster. All the lobsters come from Maine. It's, it's not that great. I don't care. For not that great. Have you had uh, sriracha butter lobster tails before? Don't even know what that I is. I have not. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, never heard of it until my wife found this. Um, we have a big green egg, you know, in the back, and yep. she found a uh, recipe for it. And dude, I mean, I, I'm with you on crab is better, but that is pretty ridiculously good on, on the egg. But how much is that, John? Like five hundred dollars a lot? No, no, no. You just <laughs> buy the tails, then it's just sriracha sauce, and like you, you okay. do sriracha and butter, and I think there's something else you put on there. Okay. And then you rose. Lobster is expensive, but yeah. it is expensive. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, it's yeah, it's fantastic, man. It's really good. So, all right. So, lobster overrated. Hot take. Hey, hey, man. I didn't say it. I don't want to hate, man. Dave <laughs> said lobster was overrated. Man, everybody from his state gonna come for him now. All right. So, my, <sighs> yeah, probably. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, we've we've said we've had some very controversial things yeah. said during this segment before, so it's okay. Um, in fact, we well, the Jay the pound for pound. Uh, he said Chick Fil A, which he got a, a lot of. Yeah, huh. said Chick-fil-A that. Yeah, yeah. Jr. said that was overrated. Yeah, yeah. So anywho, well, you don't have do you have Chick Fil A up in New Hampshire or no? 
We, we do. We have a couple of spots in Maine and New Hampshire. It's finally come up here and I can go to the grocery store and get Chick-fil-A sauce, which makes me happy. So, yeah. 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 My son could live off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I'll go my uh, underrated dumbasses fighting at games. Okay. Y'all keep doing this because it is cracking me up, man. I got, it's like every week now. Now, if I'm at the game, please don't do it. Cause I'm gonna get pissed off. But like every week there's some morons at, every stadium like to happen this week at our at, yeah. at mbs some saints fans and falcons fans going at it and like you see dudes at baseball games getting knocked out like oh, you know i'm saying this and obviously and just don't do this dumb shit yeah. but it, it is hilarious to me because just like it's all, yeah. and, and people like you said mike pulling out the phones and it's all and then all of a sudden it's viral <laughs> and yeah dudes, but it, like even at the, at the uh, oregon georgia game dude you got like three old fat white dudes going at it and I'm just like, what are you guys Alcohol. thinking, man? You're not on the like, team. Calm down. Oh, it just cracked me up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, underrated. All right, so for overrated, and I'm going to have to harken back a little bit on this one to uh, when DW was our first guest on the show. He said this a long time ago, and it, I just felt like it needed to be said this time. Overreacting to players or teams after one freaking game. He did or, say that. Or just a game period. Um you know, you after and, and like watching the Alabama, um, the Alabama Tech or the yeah, the Alabama Texas game, you see stuff on. I was like, oh, y'all still want Bryce Young? You is this the you know the guy you're wanting? You know, for the Falcons or is this, you know, with the Will Anderson you guys want? You know, after three quarters of them playing badly, I'm like, yep, still is because I mean, not, not that I don't want Bryce Young. I'm not saying that, but like you can't look at one game, wow. man. One game, I mean, like th these guys are not going to be perfect every game. Like, you know, they're not going to, AJ's not going to stop every receiver he sees every game. Like, it's their job. They're paid <laughs> really damn good as well to run routes and get open and beat the corners. Like, it's just, it's just the same thing. So, you know, just slow your roll a little bit when you jump online and just start smashing people after one game because it's obviously because, not that big a deal. Uh, Odell caught that one ball and we all lost our minds. So he was better than Julio, Jerry Rice, <laughs> And you see what happened. He's a great dancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's a good wide receiver. He wasn't the most amazing one we ever saw. You're right. You're right. But I have yeah. to ask this question. Uh, hold on. Are you still going, John? No, I'm good. Yeah. I have to ask this question. Dave, who is the college team for Maine? Or, or, like, is it Boston College? Because I got to ask if you saw my man behind me in college. I'm just wondering. I I did, yeah, and actually, but, I was I was famously wrong about Matt Ryan. Maybe so, oh, I have to hear this, Dave. <laughs> yeah. When you saw him play in school, yeah. were you thinking great, or were you thinking average, or were you thinking below average? Average. So I saw him throw a lot of interceptions in school, and I was concerned because I, I thought he was going to come to the pros, have the same kind of problem. I didn't think he had any, like, standout gifts, and so I, I very famously wrote, it shouldn't pick Matt Ryan, like, it should be Glenn Dorsey. I still get made fun of this. People just bring up Glenn Dorsey 15, dude, 16 years later. Dude, tell him yeah. to go to hell. Yeah, because I'm not going to interrupt yeah. you, but 70% of the people in Atlanta, if not more, wanted Glenn Dorsey. That's not a lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. We were, I, I had like widespread agreement. I've never felt more popular oh, yeah. than I did when I was, was advocating for Glenn Dorsey. So, yeah, I, I had to admit that I was wrong about that one pretty quickly. But yeah, Boston College, uh, I mean, UMaine um, has produced like Jerry Azuma came from UMaine, Corey Graham. Okay. Couple of a couple of Pro Bowl guys. Um, UNH had their own football team too, but yeah, we, 
definitely saw plenty of BC games and, BC. Um, you know, there's, a, there's no Matt Ryan at BC right now. I don't care what anybody says about Jericho. No, uh, no. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, dude, I listened to a lot of sports talk radio here in Atlanta, but yeah, dude, they were so pissed at that Matt Ryan pick. I mean, there was yeah. one out of 20 people that were happy about it. I mean, everybody wanted Glenn Dorsey. So yeah, yep. not, alone, not alone there. And I, I was kind of, I mean, I was in the same boat cause I'm a big SEC fan. So, I mean, I saw the dude wrecked you know wreck havoc every week you know so i was like how do we not take this guy you know and then he's yeah. out of the league in three years <laughs> so would have been different in atlanta though i believe that oh right was right, he your right. biggest yeah. wrong dave in, in your whole span of you writing was he your biggest wrong he he was like i've definitely had other ones where i was way off but like yeah. it's it's hard to beat that one like being that wrong about the guy who became, you know, the, the most productive quarterback yeah. in franchise history. That's, yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we love you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. This has been great. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll close the show out here, man, guys. Uh, we had a blast with you, Dave, man. You got to come back on, man. This was awesome. Buddy. I would love to. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, guys, like I said, at the beginning of the show, um as far as following us you can follow us at uh out of your effing mind on twitter out of your falcon mind on instagram email us at atlfalconfancast at gmail.com if you listen to us on itunes or spotify just drop us a five-star review i think mike we've got up to like 26 five-star reviews on itunes which is pretty cool and if you uh you know write us some write us a nice thing then we'll uh, we'll definitely shout you out on the pod um i think with uh with spotify all you do is just hit the five stars and that's it but it just helps us move up the list of uh falcons podcast so you know when people search they can find us easier and hopefully you guys enjoyed the show um dave tell everybody where they can find you man and and all the work that you do yeah you can find uh me at the falcoholics still tweeting things can't tweet matt ryan scrambling jokes anymore but i'll, I'll live through it so <laughs> Um, but you can find us uh, on the Falcoholic on Instagram as well. Um, Evan Birchfield does a great job over there. And of course, on the Falcoholic.com site where it all started, we keep going, uh, previewing every game, talking all off season. So uh, hope to check us out. Yeah. If you look, if you guys listen, have never been or around or, or aware of the Falcoholic, then do you need to be, you know, I mean, to call yourself a Falcons fan, I'm serious. I mean, like, content's yes. fantastic the guys do a great job i mean everyone that's there yeah y'all do man y'all you really do so it was an honor having you on i mean may sound funny to you but i mean like i said we were we were just two dudes started off a podcast last year for the hell of it and you know it's it's, it's, it's been a blast we've had a, a ton of fun with it and we're just gonna keep going so like i said man much, much appreciate you coming on yeah hopefully i'll be back around 100 episodes looking forward to hell it. yes definitely we yep. will be here buddy still praising maddie ice behind me buddy <laughs> and, and i got again way up in maine falcon fans come on man we got out of your falcon mind dave come on man the falcoholic dave the the goat of writing buddy <laughs> There thank you, go. you thank you yeah man so let's uh let's all we'll, we'll be back um sunday after the well actually you know what mike's a late game on sunday so maybe the monday it's uh unless you want to after our victory we will get on and gloat a little bit that's there all go. there you go yeah. so that'll yeah. be either be sunday or monday guys we'll have that out then uh we appreciate you guys for listening oh you can also watch us on youtube we, we do post these on youtube by the way um no production value whatsoever i just loaded on there and what you see is what we're actually doing right now so hey we might eventually do something, but for right now, it's, uh, that's what we're doing. So anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Dave, again, thank you. And we will be back after we beat the Rams on Sunday. We'll be positive about it, right? Out of your falcon mind. Peace. Yeah. yeah.